All right, man, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Athletes Lounge. And today we have our very, very first guest, and it is Bryce from the men's soccer team. What's going on, Bryce? Introduce yourself. What's up, everyone? My name is Bryce Swinehart on the men's soccer team and you know super excited to be here so i appreciate it yeah like i said i appreciate bryce for just coming on here and just uh giving a little spill about everything um so me and bryce i actually met bryce i work at the liberty athletic center and he's just been coming in all the time and such a solid dude good vibe so i just wanted to bring him on here and things like that um so before we get into the deep stuff though i got a couple of questions for you bryce just a little this and that and just the first thing that comes up to your head and we'll just get to it, all right all right so the first one is nike or adidas bro nike right. messi or ronaldo Messi. Favorite soccer team? Manchester United. And then favorite food to eat? Pancakes. Pancakes. Solid. I mean, look at that, man. That's all solid answers from Bryce. Um, but one more thing. Before we get into the actual deep questions, like I, I did a little bit of my research on you, you know, and I saw these multiple clips. I just need to know, like, what's the meaning and, like, the definition behind of that celebration of you kicking the corner flag after every goal? Like, I got to get the, <laughs> like, how did that happen? Like, I got to know, like, how did that start? Yeah, so I have a buddy named Ben Bender. He mm-hmm. plays on Charlotte FC back home, the Dope. same club I played for. He's on the first team in the MLS. Unbelievable man of God. Just represents the Lord so well in Major League Soccer, one of the biggest platforms of soccer, if not the biggest, in America. And that's his celebration. So he's always kicked the flag. He went to Maryland. He's one of my closer buddies. And so I told him, hey, man, when I get to college, like, I'm going to continue it on for you. And he was all for it. So it's just people ask, and it's an opportunity to share about an unbelievable man of God, but then also it opens doors for conversations if people yeah. are wondering. So That's dope. So have you ever got carded for it? Have they ever given you card for it? Actually, yeah. For real? So my first game, freshman year last year, literally yeah. the first game I've ever played in college, I scored, mm-hmm. kicked the flag, but I broke the flag in half. <laughs> really? So it was tough, you know, like, yeah, right, like right. kick the flag, freshman, first game, first goal, broke the flag in half, get a yellow card, get subbed out. Oh, coach wasn't having it. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, so other than that, I have never gotten a yellow. I've been a little more strategic on okay. don't not breaking the flag. Like right. last night, I was making sure I didn't break the flag when I scored. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the only time, hopefully the only time, but... Come on, man. First hey. game, first goal, bro. You got to do what yeah, you got to do. I don't blame you, bro. That's a, That was a fire celebration. I'm like, hey, did he ever get carded for that? But, hey, that's what's up, man. <laughs> that's right. So, obviously, like, you play on the men's soccer team and stuff like that. Second year, right? Yep. So, let's let's take it back a little bit. Like, when you first, when you were younger. Like, how did you start playing soccer? How did you get into the sport? So, my dad played professionally for 18 years. Okay. So, he played in the USL and MLS, was with the men's national team. So, he's... A very established soccer player. My aunt, his sister, also played professionally. They both played in college. Right. So it was kind of just rooted in me from birth. Both my brothers play. My older brother plays in college. My mm-hmm. younger brother's actually coming here to play next really? year on the team with me. So it runs through the family. Yeah. Um, I played every other sport, you know, just mm-hmm. like the classic, you know, American and whatnot. But right, right. I found a I found a home in soccer pretty early found success pretty early, and so I guess it's just been rooted in me from day one. Yeah, so it just basically runs in the family, like, brother, everything. That's what's up, man. So, obviously, like, soccer's the main sport, and I feel like when you play a sport, like, for me, when I played soccer, like, it definitely meant something to me. It definitely, like, held something in my heart. So, like, to you, like, what does soccer mean to you, and, like, how has it helped you through anything like that? Yeah, soccer means a lot. I will Mm -hmm. say, I used to say it was my everything, Yeah. and for a lot of my life it was until... I really came to my faith my senior year of high school and understood 
the gifts that God has given me to play this sport. But it means so much. I think God has deposited a gift in my life, and I right. can recognize that. And mm-hmm. to have the opportunity to glorify Him through a sport is is something I can only smile about. Right. There's there's true joy that comes from it when I've given it to the Lord. Mm-hmm. At first, it was just mine, and I would say that's when the hard times came. Okay. When I was selfish with the sport, when I right. thought it was my sport and not the Lord's, mm-hmm. and so. Funny, soccer helped me through the hard times, but soccer also created the hard times, mm. which that is the root of selfishness, and that is what where right. sin has kind of colluded my vision of this sport, colluded mm-hmm. my vision of myself, and that created a lot of problems. But I will say, when I get on the field, there's freedom. I, mm. I really, truly, everything, whether it's school, whether it's situations back home with friends or whatnot, everything is put to bed when I'm on the field. When I cross the white lines, I truly am a different person, mm-hmm. and and that is where true joys come from. Mm-hmm. Not from the sport, but from the ability that God has given me to play the sport. Right. But life goes to sleep when I'm on the field, and and almost you never not see me with a smile on my face when I'm playing. But it means so much, and to have the opportunity to represent something bigger, it, right. it makes it mean so much more, so much more than the everyday person that plays the sport, the everyday person that plays any sport. It means so much more when you know who you're playing for. Yeah, that's that's actually crazy you say that because in the first episode that I dropped, I was talking about how I felt like soccer was my identity, how I felt like it was a tower or like I was putting it before God or like God before soccer, like vice versa and things like that. So for you to be able to recognize that, be able to like still play the game and know that, you know, there's things that are bigger than this, it's just amazing and things like that. So just going off of like faith and soccer, right? So how does that go hand in hand for you and like how important is to have faith when you play soccer and like how Christ is? Like, just involved with that. I think since being here, it has become so much more clear. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it, it was my sport, right? and then God was distant. Mm-hmm. And I think since being here, I've learned that the two are one, that it's God's gift deposited to all the athletes mm-hmm. and to all the people who are willing to give it back. I think the coolest thing is after every game, we ask the other team if they'd be willing to listen. We don't necessarily tell them what we're going to tell them. Right. We just invite them to come circle up and listen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they say no. Sometimes they say yes. Sometimes it's half the team. Sometimes it's whole, all of the team. Sometimes it's five people. But mm-hmm. we get the opportunity to share the gospel. And at first, I almost thought it was kind of stupid. Yeah. Because I was like, man, like, whether we just lost, like, why do they're not going to listen to us. Right. Whether we pumped a team, like, man, they're just pissed. Mm-hmm. But if we can, we can have the opportunity to share what gives us hope, mm-hmm. what gives us life, what gives us satisfaction, mm-hmm. that, that is so much better than any win, so much, mm. so much more satisfying than any loss, than any championship, than any goal, than any performance, because it's so fleeting. You know, you can score an amazing goal, you can have an amazing game, the next day, no one cares, right? because the next game's two days later, right. and that's what people care about. So I think for me, it was, I was always searching for satisfaction, mm-hmm. whether that was in soccer, and when I didn't find it, Mm-hmm. in performances or results, then I look for it in something else. Mm-hmm. Whether that was girls, whether that was substances, whether that was other things, I always looked for something that satisfied. Mm-hmm. And every time I found temporary satisfaction, but I didn't know why. Mm. And then that's when I understood that the Lord truly does have real satisfaction. And I can sit here and say that, but it won't make sense until you experience it. Right. And then I've experienced that to a T. I've been so satisfied, so complete outside of the sport, outside of life, that the only response is to share. And if we can go pump a team 5-0, right. they have our respect. Mm-hmm. They, they, we have their ears. Mm-hmm. And so then we share. There's, we have this thing where we say, no Christian nice guys. Because mm-hmm. you can be 
a Christian, sometimes they're looked at looked at as soft. Whether that is, you know, you go lose about, oh, it's okay, we get to do this. Like, no, that's not okay. Right. If everything we are supposed to do is to honor the Lord, if everything is an act of worship, the number one thing would be go smack a team. No Christian nice guys. Kick them and help them up. Right. You know what I mean? So that's a big thing we say on our team is that we go, we earn their ears by winning. We earn their ears by our performance, but understanding that the heart behind it is the one opportunity we have to change someone's life might mm-hmm. be after the game. Wow. So you can't lose your witness. Wow, that's that's really deep because I remember seeing that on Instagram. I think the goalkeeper, um, he shared his testimony with the Wake Forest soccer team, and that was a that was a really dope moment. That's my roommate. Like that. Yeah, really. Yeah. Man, that's that's what's up, man. So speaking of that, like you just said, Liberty's such a special place, and like obviously, like I could attest, like just being a regular student, like yeah, <laughs> there's something about Liberty, like the atmosphere, the environment that just keeps everybody together. But specifically in that locker room with the team, like what makes Liberty soccer culture so special? Like why makes it so unique, and like why is the bond like so close? Like can you just tell me a little bit about that? It's because we got it wrong. Yeah, we got it wrong at first. Really, and you know there is internal problems, and mm-hmm. I think. That's the beauty of humility. Yeah. The beauty of refinement is we got it so wrong, and so we have another opportunity to get it right. Mm-hmm. And we we got it right this year, which I can say from last year to this year, it is a day and night difference between yeah. the culture, between the team. And we had a unique opportunity as a team to go to Columbia, South America, with the mm-hmm. whole team on a missions trip mm-hmm. for about eight, nine days. We were here for a week, then we were in Columbia for eight days. And that was probably one of the most life-changing experiences I've ever been on but for a team that set us up for a culture of success we we learned as a team the importance of vulnerability and humility and service and I think that vulnerability has not left this team and I think that vulnerability has built a culture of trustworthiness Mm -hmm. of accountability and brotherhood and those words are easily thrown around but they're something that means so much to our culture and all our team Mm -hmm. Where it's not just a bunch of guys kicking a ball. Right. Whether whether we have a ball or not, we're a family. Like, we spend all of our time together. We eat our meals together. We talk about life together. We talk about hard things together. We we bring our sin to each other. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've never seen in my life. Really? I've never seen that, where a group of guys can be humble and vulnerable to bring their sin to each other mm-hmm. and be loved. And for me, at first, I was like, yo, I can't, like, right. I'm not doing all that. Like, that's that's a bit crazy. Yeah, but yeah. But seeing the fruit of that has created an environment that keeps you here. Mm-hmm. That some people might have eyes to go play at bigger schools or bigger programs, but it's something like humility, vulnerability, and the love that other guys show that keeps you grapped. Wow, that's not a word. <laughs> grounded here. That keeps you just stuck at yeah. liberty and stuck in such an environment where I've seen people's lives change. Over, I've been here almost a year and a half. Yeah, I've seen my life change, mm-hmm. and that's something that is so much more valuable than this game. It's something that it's not worth sacrificing. Mm. So it's something, it's something that I can't really put into words. Yeah, but I think you ask any guy, and it's probably one of the most unique cultures I've ever been a part of. I think any guy in the team will tell you it's one of the most special, special cultures they've ever been around. Just an experience, right? Just like having everybody bought in like and I like how you said it it was a day and night difference like as soon as you buy in like it's not only just the team performs better but the atmosphere the environment things off the field like everything just connects well so I love how you put that up together um so is that really what brought you to liberty is that what attracted you to liberty just like the atmosphere of just God-fearing people just centered like is that what made you commit or like how did that go 
I actually wasn't really interested. Really? I was committed to UVA, to Virginia Uh-oh. in the ACC. I was committed to play there. Right. And I was stoked about it. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of that ties into my testimony about, mm-hmm. you know, this game being mine, the arrogance of life. Right. I found a lot of success in the sport, and mm-hmm. I thought it was mine. And I committed to, you know, a big-time program, and I was really pumped about it. And after being committed and being all set up to go, a lot of stuff happened my senior year, which the Lord needed to do to remove the idol of soccer in my life mm-hmm. um, through not making teams, through situations happening with friends and whatnot, that the idol of soccer was slowly removed. And once it was, I could see clearly that UVA was not supposed to be where or is not where I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know one thing to a T that God honors obedience. Yeah, And sure. I honestly took a, a big step of faith mm-hmm. and was obedient and called the coach at UVA and told him I'm decommitting. And I told wow. him, it might not make sense to you, but I promise you it makes sense to me. Yeah, He's not a Christian. And I, you know, had the opportunity to be like, listen, like, I love this sport, but I love the Lord so much more. Mm-hmm. And I I was almost laughing trying to explain. I'm like, you might think I'm crazy, but I promise you I, I know this is the right decision. Um, Obviously, he was disappointed. That group was disappointed that I was not going to go to Virginia. Um, decommitted, you know, kind of reached back out to some schools I was talking to. Yeah. Like, hey, like, I'm back on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, the coach here gave me a call. I was like, hey, like, here you're decommitted. Do you want to co- come up on a visit? I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, yeah. my senior year, I kind of felt like I wanted to find a home somewhere else pretty quickly. Yeah. Went on a visit and... I think it was just the culture, man. Like people telling me, people asking me, like, "Hey, like, where else are you talking to? What are you thinking about?" And I was telling them other schools, and honestly, mm. out of arrogance, of like, "Oh, like I'm talking to this and that. Like I'm a big time guy," which was the the pride that the Lord had to remove. And the response was, "Oh man, like I'll be praying for that. Right? Like you don't have to worry. Like God's gonna make it clear to you." I was like, "Bro, what? <laughs> like that's crazy." Yeah. Um. Stayed the night with some of the guys that are still here, mm-hmm. and in the office, I was like, you know, they, you know, like, hey, like, here's the offer. We'd love you to have you on the team. Yeah. I get back home and I call them. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to wait a few days, and I called them right away. I was like, listen, like, I'm committing. Like, this is a place I want to be. Wow. Instantly felt peace about it, yeah. which I hadn't felt in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, man, the rest is history now. I'm loving life at this place. Win, loss, or draw, it's just such a unique place with some yeah. unique guys. That's beautiful because I think every person, including myself that I've talked to just in general, like when they ask them how to get to Liberty, the first thing they said is that they never even looked at it, never even heard of it, didn't even want to go. But I think it's amazing how when God brings us into a place that we don't want to go, it just changes the way that we think and we just perceive things, right? So that's just great on your end. Just to pretty much to close it off, man, like if you had to give advice out to people, just not even soccer athletes, just regular people in general in life, like what's that advice that you would give or something that you would say so that they can remember and just take with them? Yeah, I I honestly will kind of keep this in the sports world, to be fair, because yeah, I think this is no something problem. I wish I knew, but mm-hmm. find where you're valued. Mm. I think you can be, for any sport, a baller, a big-time player and whatnot, but value is what's going to set you up for success. Mm-hmm. I think... I think finding where you're valued puts you on the field, puts you on the court. So find where you're valued. And then secondly, questions that were asked for me was, where do you want to be injured? Mm. Do you want to be injured where people are going to pray for you, people are going to love you? Or do you want to be injured where someone's happy because you get your spot is forfeited and now they can step up? 
Wow. Where do you want to win? Do you win at a program that wins all the time and everyone's going to go out and, and party the night away? Or do mm-hmm. you want to go win somewhere special and right. share the gospel after and be around people that love you? Those few questions, and where do you want to lose? Mm. Do you want to lose where the the culture's divided and everyone is hating each other and upset? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to lose where people find solution? Or where they lose and their identity is not in that sport because they know there's something bigger? And so I would pose those questions to to anyone, whether sports or life, mm-hmm. on finding finding that group of people that right. push you towards the right things. And I think those that was what was asked to me. Uh-huh. And at first, I was like, man, I don't care. And then after some time, I reevaluated, and the Lord did a lot of work in my heart. And I reevaluated those questions, and I was like, everything points here. Wow. That's something I need to take for myself, <laughs> man. That's that's a great word. But, man, just, again, I appreciate Bryce for coming on here, man. I appreciate you just being the first guest and just sharing your story and everything like that. And I appreciate for everybody just for listening. Um, so next time, you'll just catch another guest on the episode. And like I said, I appreciate y'all, and I'll catch y'all next time. Peace.